Every house Frank Lloyd Wright built has an unmistakable look and feel. Hovering close to the ground, aglow with big windows, there's just a peacefulness to them. The only thing that pierces that peace is the fanfare they attract. The homes are like museum pieces, even when they're built into the side of a hill or hanging over a waterfall. But there's one place, one block, where the Frank Lloyd Wright look is the norm, not the exception. In 1915, he designed six houses on one residential block in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A hundred years later, they're still there. I'm David Plotz, and this is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today we're talking about Milwaukee's Burnham Block. How did the work of an architectural legend end up here, in an ordinary suburban neighborhood? After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. The National Broadcasting Company invites you to spend a half hour with the eminent American architect, Frank Lloyd Wright. In the early 20th century, Frank Lloyd Wright was already a big name in the architecture world. When did you first decide to make architecture your life work? Well, fortunately, I never had to decide. It was decided for me before I was born. He'd built a series of houses in Illinois that represented a new and innovative style with an emphasis on horizontal lines and overhang roofs. They were often upscale, built for prominent families and businessmen. But then, in 1914, a new idea came along. A real estate developer named Arthur Richards teamed up with Frank Lloyd Wright to develop affordable housing. Here's Mike Lillick. He's the current president and curator of the Burnham Block Organization, a nonprofit dedicated to preserving the houses. They were building homes that could be mass-produced. And Arthur Richards was uh, on the line to be the builder or the the person who would put the kits of of these homes together and assemble them. Back in the early 1900s, prefab houses were very much a thing. Richards was actually late to the game. Sears Roebuck had started selling them in 1908. Over the years, they sent 75,000 DIY housing kits to customers who ordered their homes right out of a catalog. Richards and Frank Lloyd Wright would call their company American System Built Homes. 
And I think Richards needed a prototype area where he could try out the plans and make sure that they went together before they started to produce literally tens of thousands of these things and ship them all across the United States and up into Canada and, and down into Mexico and across the Atlantic Ocean even. Milwaukee is Richard's backyard. This is where his business was located. And so that made Milwaukee a very logical site for the first six of the homes. At the time, the 2700 block of Burnham Street was on the city's western edge. Throughout Wright's career, he liked to give buildings, even residential houses, dramatic names like Falling Water, Greycliff, and West Hope. The ones on the Burnham block, not so much. Um, the first house you'd encounter um, would be a the model C3. It's a single family home with two bedrooms, very large living room, and a hip roof. The next house you'd see is the model B1. Uh, model B1 is also a two bedroom home, much smaller, 805 square feet. They were built between October 1915 and July of 1916. The plan was to produce these by the thousands and add many more model designs to the catalog. But including these six houses on Burnham Street, only about 20 or so were ever actually built. Ultimately, the venture was a victim of bad timing. The country was really heading feet first into World War I. And so at a time when they're hoping that this project will take off, Building materials become scarce as they get diverted to the war effort. And it's a very unsettling time. People's thoughts are not to building a home. You can look at the city building permit records and see that building permits just dropped to the floor about the time these guys were ready to launch the American System Built Homes Project. It's one of those strange, small ripple effects of history. If not for World War I, there might be a ton more Frank Lloyd Wright houses around the world. I think in the Model B-1, which is the home that is most toured, we call it the museum house. It's the house that um, we welcome guests to. The home is 805 square feet. And I like to joke with our guests that it's probably smaller than some of your garages. And yet at two bedrooms, a living room and a kitchen, it feels large and it feels like you're connected to the outdoors. So this Tiny little 805 square foot space has 33 different windows. When you're in the living room and it's snowing, you know it's snowing. When it's raining, you know it's raining. And um, when it's sunny, you know that you know there's bright sunshine pouring into the house. It's it's really quite a beautiful space. I think that's probably the the most stunning um, place to be uh, on the block. I've been to the Burnham Block. I went with my brother and my father a few years ago. And it's amazing to see all these right houses, one next to the other, next to the other. You're used to just seeing a single right house as a, this icon sitting off on, on a hill or on a cliff. And to see them clustered together in this domesticity makes you feel like, you know, right, given the chance, didn't have to just be this architectural superstar. He could have built for all of us. He could have built thousands of houses for all of us. And then it was a shame that he never got the chance to do it. I think the homes on the Burnham block could still be built today. They still would be beautiful to live in. And in fact, about 60%, I'd say, kind of a rough uh, of the people that come to visit the homes. If, if I'm giving them a tour, or if I'm there when the tours are happening, you can hear people say, I could live here. 
And I think that's a testament to the enduring quality of the buildings um, and the feeling that you get when you step inside. It's also an enduring testament to Frank Lloyd Wright. If you want to visit the Burnham Block, you can book a tour online at wrightinmilwaukee.com. And keep in mind that two of the houses are still homes to residents, so you won't be going into those. But with 33 windows and Model B1, you'll get the Frank Lloyd Wright experience that you came for. This episode was reported by Matthew Taub. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, and John Delore. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm David Plotz, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you. And it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.